Back that up. Hello, everyone. This is Gruesome Herzog. My very special guest this morning is Damasiano Arcangeli. He's Yay! An <laughs> He's an actor, producer, and director. Thank you for coming on this morning. Glad to have you. Thank you. Thank you, guys. It's a pleasure. A pleasure to be here. Yeah. I actually said it pretty good, didn't I? Pretty surprising. Yeah, you were actually excellent. You almost sounded Italian. <laughs> well, okay, well, I'm German-Indian, but not quite Italian, but that's good. <laughs> <laughs> well, you learn fast. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Now, um, you, have a, you, you have some major, major, major horror credits, but uh, if I go to the beginning to the end, I'll probably be here till next week. So, <laughs> so never made it uh, like a like a rich Thanksgiving uh, dish, <laughs> yeah, huh? right? <laughs> awesome. So the first one I want to start with, um, I know nothing about, and I'm sure listeners might know, but I'm sure they're going to be interested because they see the word cannibal, and that attracts yeah. a lot of horror fanatics. But the movie's mm-hmm. called Cannibal World in 2003. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah, so that was the movie. Um, it was a co-production uh, between Germany uh, and Philippines, if you if you can believe that, <laughs> and it was shot in the Philippines by late director Bruno Mattei, who also was known as uh, Vincent Dawn okay. for the international markets, but he he had a huge mall of work. He was one of the big big. European horror film professionals, although never, you know, reached the status of uh, Ruggiero Diodato or Lucio Fulci, he made tons of movies. And it, it was fun to make. I, I played some sort of like a German neo-Nazi character in it. Um, um, and uh, it was pretty, pretty... Mm, Bloody and and <laughs> interesting to watch. Although it's quite honestly not one of my favorite films. No, no, I must say. I mean, you know, there are there are some oldies. I mean, this is more recent. There are some oldies that had more style. I right. Mean, I, I'm more. I'm more about the visual style. I I like. I'm uh, very picky when I like. Horror, even if it's pulp, but I'm interested in film with uh, with a particular uh, personal style more than you know the general splatter. Yeah, and that that was done. I don't know. I think Bruno Mattei was uh, becoming a little old, and in fact, uh, you know, he passed away recently, right. unfortunately. Yeah. All right. Well, maybe we can go three years later. Um. I've seen this on a lot of people's, uh, um, if I remember correctly, I think I interviewed somebody else from this movie. Yes, well, actually, no, Sean Kane's in this movie. Um, Werewolf in a Woman's Prison in 2006. Oh, yeah. I want to see this <laughs> one. That that was one of my favorite. This is one of my favorite. It's, uh, it's really campy, okay, but it, uh, it's a fun... It's a fun ride. It's a like a thrill ride. I'm uh, I, I'm uh, so happy to to be in that movie. I loved working with the director Jeff Jeff Leroy, who was a specialist, a U.S. special 
genre and also a great uh, special effects supervisor. So right. some of the effects are really cool. I mean, you, you, I don't want to give it away, but you won't believe some of the scenes are, are just really incredible. For a low-budget horror film, there are some of the most amazing horror moments I've ever seen. Right. And I played, and I'm the male. I'm the male lead. Yeah. Although it's more of a female movie, obviously, since there is the women in prison thing going going on. I'm the main warden who, you know, photographed them for his own uh, magazine, and <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, uh, you know, just. Uh, rapes them and violates them and you know tortures them with his uh, sadistic lesbo assistant okay J- Jacqueline Olivier I mean we had we had a blast making that movie I, I really I really really like it and in a way it was my really my first really completely a totally American American uh, horror film, right? Like um, of that kind, anyways. Yeah, right. De- definitely the first one because uh, I I I moved uh, I moved to the states earlier in two thousand in two thousand, but um, I had done other other stuff till till then, and so this one was really the first. Uh, the first one just, uh, you know, represented a return to all the type of movies I was doing when I was a teenager in, uh, in 30 years, and I still look pretty young on screen. Yep. Yep. <laughs> 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 no, not everyone can say that, you know. Um, yeah, I got my first job um, uh, in Italy for the national... Italian radio, I think in 1978, just, uh, when, uh, yeah, I was doing a program for kids, and then from there on, on my first, uh, feature credit on 1980, that we did in Japan, actually it was an, uh, it was an Italian film, but we, we shot in Japan. Wow. With a lot of old, uh, Italian glories actors yeah it's amazing you know I, I'm so happy for you because I mean that's you know for a person to be an actor to be in these uh, up and coming horror movies especially this year and last year to actually be in the business that long and getting a lot of work and tell you something else the movies that you were in recently I will see them all I'm going I'm, you know like I said I'll be getting some's going to be getting sent to me which I'm dying to see but thank that, you that's amazing thank you that's amazing Considering considering that uh, that you're a month older than me, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's true. I'm mo- a month older than you, you know. And well, uh, we're old school. What can I say? We're old school, yeah. <laughs> but I was, uh, you know, I was so young at some of those movies that uh, it was like, um, thankfully, it was really a lot, a lot of fun. You know, now becoming a little older, sometimes the weights and yeah, uh, you get a little cranky upset. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, no, the long nights, like last night, I just finished the movie last night, and uh, and uh, oh man, you know, it was such a long day. I mean, right. we started at two 
in the afternoon, and we wrapped at uh, 7 a.m. the following day. Oh, shit. And I must say, it was like, ah, uh, you know. Bring out the wheelchair. A little tough, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bring out the wheelchair. No. No. Yeah, well, <laughs> not, not to that point, but, <laughs> but I must say I was really had when it's on my bed. Yeah. And oh. I'm like, oh, yeah. That's incredible. I'm just so amazed, you know, for a guy to have that, that love, whatever that word is, but the, the love longevity, or the hell it's called, to be in the business that long, it's amazing, you know. But, you know, like I said before, I mean, most people your age um, that's been in the business this long, you know, they have a, they tend to be picky on the roles that they do. And for your, in your case, apparently you must have some kind of a talent because, you know, there's one that I want to talk to you about later on that a copy was sent to me that I talked to you about it or off the, off the air that I absolutely loved. And we'll get to that in a second. But mm-hmm. if you want... We can start with uh, the next one I'm, I want to see, too. It's called 666 The Beast in 2007. Oh, yeah. That's an asylum film. Yeah, I'm sure you're familiar mm-hmm. with the asylum uh, yep. um, film company. And uh, it's uh, totally, basically, the, the, the Omen 2. That's basically what it is. It's... Uh, it's Damien who becomes, you know, this uh, sort of like um, uh, incredible entrepreneur and, um, you know, a multinational uh, CEO and uh, and gets a lot of power in the industry and uh, and he gets close to war to 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 try to achieve his. Um, is um, his goal to make the world blow up, you know, to 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 to, to make the world uh, an evil place, as as he, he was trying on his uh, on his first movie as as a child. Right. So it was it was very interesting. I was playing uh, a priest who uh, tries desperately to. Uh, to you know, get him uh, uh, out of his uh, madness and and then and, and try to actually you know call the authorities and uh, but too late because I have a really bad bad end in that movie. I just like <laughs> I remember well. It was just like a really a really bad bad ending. Um, and uh, and it was actually uh, a piece of stunt. Of real stunt work. I mean, I, I've done throughout the years a lot of uh, stunt work in the scenes, uh, but <clears throat> with, with, with that, that particular scene was really heavy duty. Right. I had never done something like that in the air, and, and um, it was really, really interesting. Yeah. Anyway, it went, it went well. Yeah, I, I can tell you one thing. You 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 go from a. Uh a a wan and a werewolf, <laughs> and then you go yeah. to a. I guess it's. T- I guess you're considered like a monk in the beast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm in a. Uh, yeah, I'm the monk of this beautiful <laughs> cathedral. You know where you know they they start having the omen uh, that you know they they know that according to some counts, to to some reading that I'm doing, we know that we discovered that, you know, evil is is coming back to Earth. Right. So 
I, I try to reach out to this person, but obviously, uh, when I do, it's uh, way too late for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, then, in the next movie, um, which it stars uh, yourself, of course, and the lovely Alyssa Dowling, and I know you, you're probably going to know what I'm going to say, it's called The Absolute Horror, and yeah. this is where people decided to make your name shorter because they have a hard time saying it. So you're, <laughs> you're known as Dommy now. Yeah, but you, yeah, but you played Tiger. I played Tiger, uh, an assassin. Alyssa uh, and I, Alyssa Dowling and I were like really brutal killers in this movie. And it was really fun because it's about a bunch of... Um, uh, TV stars, I mean, uh, reality TV stars, okay. uh, who get contacted for a new big, supposedly, uh, TV program, and they don't realize that it's not a TV program, but it is, uh, you know, a real deadly game starring themselves right. until they're in, in this very, uh, isolated woods. Uh, trapped into this location, so it was really fun, and uh, and most of the guys were really all actually um, real um, reality TV stars. So we had people from like uh, a lot of uh, the major MTV um, MTV shows. Some of them were really really famous. Right. When we were shooting on location. People would really all go to them and ignore the real actors unfortunately <laughs> you know it's funny you think you know you're for so many years on screen and and people don't recognize you well sometimes because not everyone uh, chooses to watch a certain genre of films or yeah. but also and primarily because we are actors and we change dramatically from right. film to film. I have done in the past two years films that uh, it's hard for me to say to myself. You right. Know, sometimes. And completely, the look is completely different in each one of them. So, I, you know, it's like why for TV people, reality TV people, they play themselves. So it's much easier, I think, to be to be spot, you know? Not that I, I care that much about fame. Actually, I'm pretty happy to be able to be an actor and to still have a life, you know? Well, you're an icon. Mm -hmm. You're an icon in horror. <laughs> I'm telling well, you. I mean, if you yeah, but, you know, but, you know, they, again, it's... Uh, if someone knows, then you know it's right. actually nice to talk about it right. and have a have a chat like we're doing now. But I don't get right. bugged, you know. You're right. If people don't watch horror movies, they won't know who you are unless you know, you know. I mean, I know exactly what you meant by that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I've done a lot of different things. Yeah, I mean, that's why I meant. I'm, yeah, yeah. I had to backpedal on that a little bit. <laughs> that's why I stopped. I, I don't want to be offensive. I, I didn't mean it that way, but yeah. But no, no, no. There, there was uh, there was like a TV series, uh, for example, that was on Showtime for for two years. It was Zalman King's um, Chrome Room Blue from 1982 to 1984, almost. Okay. And um, it was a bunch of episodes. It was like uh, pretty racy and with a very sleek, innovative look. Um, 
I loved it. He didn't do like as well as they were hoping, like, you know, some of their major hits on Showtime or Stoke or other stuff that he did that did really well. But um, it's actually becoming a cult because I have more and more people writing to me about this. But anyways, on that, I was obviously recognizable because I was every Friday night at 10 o'clock, you know. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and then, but then I changed my look again for another job so quickly uh, then it was almost impossible to recognize or see the character I was playing there. Yeah. So that's what happens. Yeah. But you know, again, I'm an actor. I'm not, you know, right. not a a fame seeker or. And I've been around so long that, to be quite honest with you, I don't, I don't want to sound jaded or anything. But I don't really give a damn. I like to work. Yeah. Uh, and try to do the best I can when I work. Well, your mommy is somebody else. And I'm he, sure. I'm sure you know who he is. Bill Oberts Jr. Oh yeah, yeah. He's, he's a great professional. He's a workaholic yeah. too. Yep. He's a workaholic. Yeah, but he, you know, he, he started also a little later. So yeah, I, I understand why he, he, he is doing a. A lot of work now. He loves it, and he has a lot of catch up, you know, to do for 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 other years, you know. And I I, I just think he's such a great guy. He know? is. I talked to him yeah. many times. A good dude. Now the, the the next movie that I find interesting title, and I don't know who plays the Lizard Boy, but uh, <laughs> it is Lizard Boy in two thousand nine, and you played Mendoza. Mendoza, yeah, yeah, another really bad ending. I, <laughs> I really get. I'm not. I'm not really. I'm not really likable to Lizard Boy. I, he doesn't like me too much. It's um, it's it's an interesting film. He hasn't came out yet, unfortunately. I mean, they had you know like a private premiere um, in Los Angeles, but. We're still waiting to to see if he comes out uh, in DVD or um, it's, it's it's a movie about a lizard boy, like a a real um, a real lizard boy. Uh, <laughs> believe it or not, the, a bunch of guys uh, up north uh, in the woods in California were able to uh, to create uh, this this lizard boy. It's just that. Uh, this uh, this creature has as feelings for his father, right. the guy who created it, and I, I'm the antagonist. I'm the guy who just steals his girlfriend, and you know. And so <clears throat> at the end, he's really up and against me, you know, because I've, I've been I've been so horrible to his dad, and so oh, you jerk, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, well, I was pretty much of a jerk on that. <laughs> I must say, yeah. <laughs> Sorry about that. I just had to throw that in there. It was pretty funny. No worries. I mean, you know, <laughs> characters are. I like to play. I like to play weird yeah. jerks. Or you know, that's what Womanizer. I do. I mean, mainly, mainly villains. Yeah. I haven't done a good guy since. Uh, well, since a movie that you like a lot, but <laughs> yeah. that was the last one. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of that, the next one I, I've heard uh, um, people talk about. Um, it's directed by the Creep, 
<laughs> that's a that's a crazy name, isn't it? Creep Creeper Spin Creeperson. Creeperson, yeah. And the movie is Orgy of Blood in two thousand nine, which I'm dying to see also. Yes, yes, that movie it's um it's been bought by Shoreline Entertainment, which is huge. Uh and it's already doing really well in Hong Kong and China, in Russia. It's it's um it's a beautiful story of vampires, and it mixed uh, it mixed uh, a few genres, not just only the vampire film and the splatter film, but also erotica. Right. And uh, and uh, you know, it's it's a movie. I would say it's more like a an Rice novel. Okay. If you would, you know, so he has a lot of very dark, morbid situations and uh, some of them very scary, very bloody, but it's definitely not like Underworld or, you know, one of the more, uh, you know, um, uh, sci-fi type of yeah. uh, vampire films. It's a, it's a classic, more of the classic uh, vampire film. Sweet. So I know this is like really interesting. I really wanted to do that project. My my film company, Empire Empire Films, produced it, and that was actually my my idea. Yep. I I wrote the idea and Creep Creperson uh, developed uh, the the script, and then that okay. way we made it. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Like I said, you know, you know, you we talked about what six movies so far, and number seven. I'm going to have so many movies to watch, which I already have to watch already. I added probably like three more years on my life watching movies. <laughs> <laughs> but the next one I found very interesting, too. It's called The House of the Flesh Mannequins in 2009. Oh, yeah. Wow. Well, this movie has been uh, having so much controversy, um, generating a lot of controversy because... Well, it's about the world of NASA films. Okay. And uh, when you make a movie about that, you know, already you're in a very, very sort of position. Yeah. Uh, we, we were trying to... We, we tried as much as we could to, to be, you know, sensitive to, to the subject and not to just... Uh, use it as an exploitation film to encourage uh, snuff filmmaking but I must say that despite all the efforts it's, it's a very strong it's a very strong film it's a very hard watch uh, right. in fact I remember at the Santa Fe Film Festival where the movie opened last uh, last year it was just like uh, uh, the room was full at uh, the beginning of the movie and uh, and uh, at the end probably just 20 people were left <laughs> oh wow <laughs> yeah they couldn't bear it um it did it did a lot better in uh, Sydney where um it won uh, the best uh, horror uh spirit award uh, for an indie film in 2010 uh, at the festival on night of horror in Sydney, I guess there was more more of a right marketing, more yeah. of a right publicity. So they sort of called all, also a lot of that gothic yeah. crowd, and you know, and and they really really loved it. Um, 
and then I got a Best Actor uh, award, which is really my first. Oh yeah, good for my you! Congratulations. First award, yeah, yeah, at the Tenebria Film Festival in Hamburg. Um, they they gave me just Best Actor just three weeks ago, um, and uh, that was that was really great. I mean. I I almost cried because I never I never got an award in so many years. I I I got the Golden Halo by the um, Southern California so Southern California uh, Association right. uh, Motion Picture Association in 2009. But but for my for my career, but never never a Best Actor award and that that was like really pretty pretty cool nice. um again the film is artsy um uh, it's more like alejandro yodorovsky meets uh, uh argento meets a splatter snuff film right so it's a very hard watch it's not it's not for everyone, you know. I think it has its own crowd. But um, Elite, yeah, I'm sure you know Elite International yep. has just bought has just bought the rights. So we're really happy. You now it's going to be. I think it's going to be seen more widely, and uh, and we'll see what where else will come up with yeah, well, that because I, I, I it's a pretty controversial piece, right? But you you mentioned about Sydney. Um, my opinion, yes. my opinion of reviewing Australian Australian horror movies and stuff, they seem to me more open minded. And if you if you ever sit down and watch some of their horrors from Australia, they are you know I, I'm not bashing American horror, not whatsoever. But if Australian horror to me um, is is very very good, I. I enjoy the Australian horror. I enjoy the the horror from the UK as well. They they, they got this certain certain thing about it. I can't explain it, but it, you know, I mean, it's all good. Don't get me wrong, but I can see Australia um, accepting that that movie over there because they're more open minded. I think. More they were they were more open minded. You know they 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 go for the ride. You know yeah. here. We tend uh, we tend to be a little more cons- conservative on Sensitive. on certain on certain elements, and yeah. you know, and I agree and disagree. I mean, I agree on cer- certain yeah. certain stuff like uh, kids. I don't like to I don't like to exploit uh, kids yeah. or anything like that. You know, and I, I see that that movie can be disturbing, but I can assure that everything was done really. Really properly respecting, right. I mean, all the actors, and you know, everything was filmed uh, according to the rules. Right. You know, the, nothing was done too violently, even if it looks very, very violent. And and then we had also, you know, performers, uh, real, real. Um, Performers of body art, they call it. You know that they they cut themselves. They were piercing themselves, and see, there are some scenes like you know that are atrocious. Right. I mean, and, and people knew that they were real, and you can tell that they were real, and they were performed 
by this guy who they really do this you know like a guy had a sword a huge sword down 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 to his to his uh, intestines wow. you know and then he took it out and I thought I was gonna die you know, <laughs> you know just by watching that but you know I, I was like the first time they offered me the movie, I turned it up actually because of that. Right. I, I said I didn't. Uh, I didn't feel like I wanted to go there. Right. But then the producer was actually Joe D'Amato's uh, son, uh, and um, came back to me, and um, and they knew me back from you know the movies that I was doing also with his father in the early eighties, and then they told me you know. We, we thought you were just more more cool with uh, the censorship thing, and and uh, and they made me feel bad because they they proved to me that all these people loved what they were doing. Right. So it's not that they were you know there for the five hundred dollars for the day, or or that they were just uh, I don't know make them do that you know they really love to perform and they were really excited to be in a movie and show what their skills were right so i i sort of reconsidered and and i thought you know why would i be you know the one who tells you know what they can or can't do if they right. feel like if they feel like doing this and for them it's actually such a such a training because they're really trained like uh like circus players or like you know like a ballet dancer right it's the same uh, the same type of training yeah so yeah yeah well you know that's the thing you you made a choice and you know it you know hey pretty interesting pretty interesting mm -hmm. to watch yeah now, now the next one um we talked about earlier um i got a copy that sent to me from sean kane and uh it's one of my favorites it's probably the favorite zombie movie <laughs> of this year that I've seen. It it edged out Zombieland, in my opinion. It's wow. called Silent Night, Zombie Night. Um, you played a character, Lookout. And yeah. I, I reviewed this movie on my other podcast, and uh, Sean Kane was impressed that I said the exact same thing I just said, that I liked it better than Zombieland, which I'm not just saying that. I'm, it's honest God truth. I enjoy the uh, Christmas aspect of it, and seeing a a zombie Santa Claus walking down the sidewalk was so cool. <laughs> and, uh, I'm yeah, that scene was actually really, really funny. Yeah, I remember that. Um, you know, the movie was uh, was shot in um, on location in North Hollywood, and and you know, on real streets, and 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 there was. The, the, the traffic stopped more than once, you know. <laughs> I bet. There was, was like a jam more than once of people just like stopping with their cars in the middle of the road and coming to see what was going on, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Watching all the zombies walking, you know, through, through you know, the, the valley's uh, streets. Right. It was like pretty, pretty, pretty fun. I loved working with Felicia Fasano also. Yep. Was like another professional. I mean, she she started to work, I think, uh, herself in 1980 or 1981, and she had that famous movie. I don't know if you remember that, but she had that famous movie where 
you know, everybody thinks she's a girl, but then she's actually a boy. Oh, oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, um, Seaway Camp, right? Exactly. Yep. Exactly. Yep. And she's still working, you know, solid today. So it was really, it was really great too. That's my girl. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Now, uh, not to get off track here, but we're gonna move on because uh, there's a bunch more we have to get to. Yeah. Yeah. The one that I am, uh, um, Matt was talking to me about is uh, Frankenstein's Rising in 2011, and uh, you play Mister Victor. Frankenstein. Yes, yes. Wow, what a honor! I mean, when they asked me, I was like, "Wow!" You know, I I couldn't be happier to make this movie because how many times on your career you get asked to play a, a classic Victor Frankenstein? Right. I mean, it's like. In fact, I I'm actually already on. Uh, encyclopedias or or stuff like that to you know to be the one the last one who has played that character in film and not only that um, the movie stars also Academy Award winner uh, Margaret O'Brien mm-hmm. you know from yep. Me and St. Louis and Little Women you know yep. big MGM star in the 40s and 50s and, and features the last Work of silent film star Anita Page. Yep. Was uh, worked with uh, Rudolph Valentino, and I mean I, you know I'm um, I have this thing with the old Hollywood, and I I have such such a respect for the old Hollywood films, and they were so dreamy for me. So just to work with you know these actors and playing. Uh, Victor Frankenstein and my assistant Marilyn was one of the original yep. munchkins, <laughs> you know, from uh, The Wizard of Oz in yep. 1940 with Judy Garland, yep. you know. I mean, uh, it was it was really great. I, I had a fantastic, fantastic time with Randall Malone, who played the monster, yep. um, my creation. Um and I, I really like that movie. I, I hope uh, I hope it comes out soon. I, I really, really liked it. Now, if I'm mistaken, didn't Margaret O'Brien also on Miracle on 34th Street? Uh, that was Natalie Wood. Oh, really? Yes. Whoops. <laughs> Whoops. Yeah, now she's made a... She was uh, in an MGM movie, I think made at the time after the success of that one which was called The Angel on 10th Street yes or something like that yes yeah but the the um, the, the other one was Natalie Wood okay yeah. my bust yeah with Maureen O'Hara that's it like, Maureen O'Hara like her mem- yeah yeah I was getting the O part mixed up <laughs> right <laughs> alright the next one also brought to my attention from Matt is uh, The Brides of Sodom. You played mm-hmm. Samuel. Yes, another controversial piece of work. Um, beautifully, that's, that's beautifully shot. It's, um, it's incredible. I mean, it looks like um, a little bit like, again, an interview with the vampire meets true blood. 
meets, uh, you know, uh, their hunger. Um, I I don't know. I'm really curious to see. The movie is just, uh, was just completed, and it's about to be sold. I'm really curious to see what the reaction will be. Again, there is uh, there's a lot of sex in this film, yeah. besides horror. And uh, the co-star, David Taylor, is a um, huge, well-known porn star who's made his transition into 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 main more mainstream films and and he's done an amazing job. I mean besides obviously being this hunk that he is of a man, but he is just like, you know, he did a great job as an actor, so I really hope he he succeeds on his intents and uh, and then all the, all the rest of the cast were really really interesting. We had the uh, um, Dylan Vox, the guy who's the lead of that yep. series, is called The Layer. Yep. Um, and also Dante's Cove, and then Peter Stickles from yep. a very, a very controversial movie called Short Bus. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I remember that. Uh, so pretty interesting stuff. I mean, I am really quite. Uh, oh, and then a bunch of obviously beautiful screen queens too. I, I don't want to forget. I mean, Beverly Lynn yep. and uh, and uh, Dahlia Dark, who's a new, very gifted screen queen, and uh, a bunch of others. And just uh, interesting, beautiful film. Uh, very. A Queen of the Damned. That's that's something that yeah. uh, looks like it. Yeah, and that's what makes me think about that. Now the yeah. next, now the next one, um, I got a copy sent to me, but it was malfunctioned. But uh, I'm going to say that the, the original name, and then obviously it was changed. But uh, H1N1 Virus X 2010, which it was bought by Lionsgate, and it was changed to the Virus. And X, you, yeah. And you played a character of the name of Jeron. Yeah, uh, an android. See, I was telling you, I, I, I change look. I mean, in this movie, I'm, uh, I'm so thin, like Klaus Kinski or Mick Jagger thin. Okay. And and uh, and I have this blonde blonde hair, like platinum blonde, long to my shoulders. I mean, to his shoulder length, uh, it's, uh, who would know it's me, you know? Right. I mean, I normally sport a little bit of a scruff or a beard, and in, in this movie I'm all shaved and, you know, and I just, like, look like a real on, uh, android. I mean, it's, uh, it's, um... It's great. I love um, love doing the movie. It's uh, um, it's been a pleasure working with the director and writer Ryan Harris. He's done an amazing job, and he's such a young guy. He's 27. It was his first uh, feature film as a as a director. He had won awards already for his work as a DP, director of photography, in another movie I did, Finale, a horror film that. Did uh, did quite well as well, but that's where we met, and then he directed uh, Virus X that turned out to be 
beautiful. I mean, just uh, and so chilling. I mean, it's a thrill. I mean, it's just like a, it keeps you just uh, tied up to your chair for right. the whole ninety-five minutes. Um, and then there is Sybil Danning who plays oh, my yeah. my boss. Uh, <laughs> That's my yeah. girl. That's my girl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of fun. Lots of fun. Well, the next one, um, you switch to a sci-fi thriller in 2011. It's going to be coming out. Box of Shadows. Box of Shadows, yeah, is getting great, actually. Mainstream, uh, mainstream rumors, since actually there is... Uh, um, huge agency paradigm uh, representing him represented a movie uh, to all major international festivals including Sundance and um, um, it's it's a movie that mixes very well um, the supernatural um, world uh, um, Genre like flatliners in yeah. a way, yeah. with the more realistic um, tones like uh, crystal meth addiction and and all that skid row sort of um, ambiance. So it's it's like flatliners, but with a much more uh, social and. and more dra- dramatic, um, sort of like you know, uh, uh, scenario. Right. Uh, he has moments where you know the special effects are great, and other moments where you know it's very realistic. Right. And um, and I don't know, it, it just really worked. The director Mauro Borelli, I should I uh, should name him because he's another. Italian guy, and besides that, has been the storyboard artist and uh, production designer of such films as uh, The Godfather 3, and uh, um, his work with uh, Terry Gilliam uh, in The Baron of Munchausen. Um, he's worked with um, uh, huge, huge directors, even Joe jo Johnston in the new Captain America movie. He's wow. done the old storyboard oh, yeah. and the costumes for them. So the the director is a big pro and uh, of huge, huge mainstream film. And this is his first uh, feature. Uh, and then, yeah, the movie is really gaining really a lot of a lot of buzz already. Already now that it's just been. You know, completed, and uh, and we have and we have the music score from Christopher Young, okay. who does Spider Spider Man. Yeah, yeah, um, that's neat. Yeah. Wow. So, well, I'm really happy and excited about that project too. I mean, I there's a lot of stuff you know coming up that I'm really really excited to see how how it does, how it performs. You are. So am I. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Now there, there's two more, and the last one. It's, I'm going to mention last for a reason, but I'm going to, I'm going to jab at you a little bit though. <laughs> but the one we're going to talk about now is the Human Race, a 2012 release. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a sci-fi horror, and you yeah. play a homeless man. Yes. Well, the Human Race is a very surreal 
situation. I mean, it's one of those movies, it's hard to describe, it's a, you know, a sort of mind fuck game, you know, like a, it fucks with your mind. Basically, you have to keep running. Okay. And otherwise, you die. No kidding. Interesting. Yeah. So it's it's a marathon. <laughs> uh, yeah, and um, and I play uh, yeah a nameless guy, sort of like cocked in this uh, this horrible future, uh, futuristic situation. That's uh, it's quite uh, quite something too. It's an idea of this English director, Paul Hogg, who's. Um, was a new director, but also his father was a, was a huge director of horror uh, TV films for BBC in in England. So that's another interesting thing. That's uh, something that I'm really curious to see. There's definitely a lot of post production uh, CGI on that. Right. So uh, I'll be curious to see it myself. <laughs> well, me too. Now, this last movie I'm going to talk about, and there's a reason why, and I'm going to see if you can figure out. Mm-hmm. Um, Twilight's of the Gods, okay? 2011. Yeah. What was your character's name in the movie? <laughs> Glass Herzog. And what is my uh, podcast name? Gruesome. Hello, Gruesome Herzog. <laughs> yeah, so obviously. Damn copycat. You know, you know what we were talking about. Oh uh, yeah, I'm going to change it now to gruesome Klaus Herzog. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so sorry. You, Go ahead. Did you like those movies too? Did you like Klaus Kinski or Werner Herzog, or it's just a name that you liked? Um, um, the, the reason why I picked this name—it's funny. Um, there's a movie, a zombie movie called Deep. Uh, excuse me, Dead Snow. It was in Norway. Yes, I and, remember. And they're Nazi zombies from past, and the leader's last name was Herzog. So I added, oh. so I added a T to it to give it Herzog, and I used gruesome because of horror. That's how my, of course. That's how I got ah, my name. <laughs> I see, from that one. I yep. see, I yep. see. I see. Now, we picked it for a different reason. Instead, for the, you know, the... Um, the the actor Klaus Kinski and the director Werner Herzog, who made so many movies yep. together, from Aguirre uh, to um, the one shot in the Amazons, Fitzcarraldo, but also beautiful, beautiful um, Nosferatu, the vampire, uh, in 1977 in Europe. Yes. And uh, we were big fans of of that, so that's <laughs> that's my name. That's what my name uh, arrives comes from. But you know, there are a lot of um, a lot of we played in the movies I have produced anyway with my company. Uh, there are a lot of characters that have names that are made out of people we love, like in House of Flesh mannequins. The protagonist, uh, the female protagonist, uh, played by the gorgeous Irina Osman of uh, Metamorphosis. Right. Um, uh, it's called Sarah Rogue. 
and that's an homage to Nicholas Rogue, the okay. yeah. great Don't Look Now, you know, film yeah. director. And and then there is another a character a character called the Mrs. Novak, and that's uh, of course Kim Novak from Vertigo. And, yep. Uh, um, so yeah, we we like <laughs> we like <laughs> to play with that. It's kind of interesting. I think it's it's a little homage to the people we we loved or inspired us. Well, you could at least said yeah we. Name that character after you, Gruesome. You know, thanks a lot. <laughs> thanks for letting me down. Yeah, no. Well, so you don't like me, that's uh, that what it is? <laughs> no, no, I will say that as well. <laughs> Remember, you now. know, it's just like, you know, there's a podcast, you know, and uh, and that's also one of the inspirations. A very nice guy in Pennsylvania <laughs> who just happens to love really gruesome movies. There we so. go. <laughs> Well, I want to thank you very much for coming on. It was a treat. Thank you, guys. I mean, it was really, really fun to talk to you, and I hope I, I satisfied your curiosities. But, you know, again, a movie, I think, must must be seen. So that's the best way to enjoy them. You yeah. know, I, I like to talk about them, but most of all, I like to watch them. Yeah. So just go through them all. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I will. I got enough to see now. <laughs> <laughs> Your uh, Thanksgiving is probably going to be busy now. No, <laughs> oh, yes, definitely. Probably have turkey plans. Yeah, but. after you turkey, I'll be uh, getting hollered at the wife and the wife saying, we're going to watch movies for us this Thanksgiving. You know how it is. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks, thanks again for coming on. You, you're a good guy. Good Thank you. Time. Thank you very much. And a pleasure. Take, and you take care of yourself. Thank you. Thank you, you too, guys. Happy, happy holidays. Happy Thanksgiving. Yep, yeah, same to you. Bye-bye. Bye.